I want to see what that dad bod can do out there. Not buying your banjos around the campfire. Shove them up your ass. It's football and other F-words. It's Zach and Michael, and it's hotter than shit, and I'm fucking tired of it. <laughs> this makes me want to go to church. This is church-going weather, because obviously this is what hell's like, and I need to avoid hell at all costs, because I will never survive. But this is what I don't like. Um, and, and yes, I know it's annoying to talk about the weather when the weather is what's happening, right? I get it, but you're going to listen to it for a second, you heathens, but... I, you know, usually when we have a heat wave, it's like two or three days and then it goes away. We're recording this on Tuesday, what is it, like the 14th? This is supposed to happen through next Friday. I mean, we've got another seven to 10 days of triple digit weather. And, and let me say something about this, about this weather. For those that are not in Tennessee or may not be in the uh, areas that are experiencing the heat wave right now, when you go outside, you're sweating out everything that's inside your body. It's like it, you're walking out into thick bacon grease because to me, I can't even breathe. Like I have a hard time breathing. It was like this last Wednesday. It's like, man, it is hot as when we went golfing. I was like, man, it's hot as balls out here. And it's the humidity is just horrendous. And it got worse. Like this isn't normal. Oh shit, it's Tennessee weather just coming in hot. This is Satan's anus hot and just damp. Um, it's just damp. You're constantly damp. I don't even know if I should take a shower for the next seven days, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's, you know, I wear dress shirt, dress pants to work. And the worst part about it is that your dress shirt is wrinkled from the humidity and the sweat and everything else before you even get to your desk. So it's like, it's, it's ruined all day. It's point like, I thought about earlier at work that people should, like when it's really hot like this, people should be able to wear whatever they want. And then I immediately retracted that because I was like, no, people will be coming in here in some stanky weird shit. So just keep wearing what you're wearing. You need, you need like a inside work shirt and an outside work shirt. Like you need an inside <laughs> button down and an outside button down. I need, I need a shirt that I can wear just to get into the office. And then I take it off and throw it away. And then I immediately put on a new shirt. Um, let's talk about our favorite subject that we refuse to talk about again. And yet here we are. This is, this is getting it's, to be like Isaiah Wilson level of ridiculousness. It, it really is. It's AJ Brown. He won't go away. We keep answering that text from our ex and we won't stop paying attention to this shit. But Zach, there's a specific reason why I want to bring this up. And it's vanity because you and I were, this is about as close to proven right as we're going to get, I think, because um, the situation I'm referencing is A.J. Brown tweeted out, and I'm paraphrasing, uh, in response to a Titans fan who was giving him some shit, that you need to mind your own business, essentially, because I was the greatest wide receiver that your franchise has seen. Um, to which, of course, multi multiple media outlets, and, and very much should have, um, definitely came out with their own articles and oh, you know, radio. Pieces galore. Yeah, that... <laughs> no, AJ Brown, you were not actually the greatest wide receiver in Titans slash Oilers history. I'm not going to get into that piece. There's not even worth debating it. It's really much this. And I, I tweeted this out and Buck had discussed it on his show that this comment by AJ Brown, I think personally gives you a lot of insight in how 
that contract negotiation ended up in a trade. And we, Zach, had said, um, you know, a- after the initial trade that, and, and there was some information that came out. Buck had come out and said that, you know, it, it sounded like that the number that the Titans had quoted to AJ and then AJ's team had come back and asked for a hell of a lot more. It sounds like that AJ Brown got in his own head. His team got in his head. Some have suggested that Julio definitely didn't help the situation of, you know, go get yours. And somebody, it sounds like that he himself or others pumped him up into kind of grandiose levels of thoughts of himself. Um, am I wrong there? I mean, do you, do you feel like that's what happened? I think it's a him thing. I, I, I mean, maybe there are people that agree with him, but I think he's the driving force. If you remember when he first, um, I don't know if it was his rookie year or heading into his rookie year or the year after, but he went on bus with the boys and he talked about how he's, he believes he's the best wide receiver in the NFL. He, and he, he said a lot of stuff with at the time that were like, hell yeah, speak your truth. You're awesome. We love you. I mean, I mean, we, we, we all loved AJ Brown and I still appreciate what AJ Brown gave to the Tennessee Titans, but I'm not going to overinflate what it was because he ended it prematurely. You're talking about a guy that was trending to be the best wide receiver that this team has ever had. I think it's bar none. The most talented wide receiver the Titans have ever had. You can't really include Randy Moss and Andre Johnson. I've seen a few people try to include those wide receivers. They, they were nothing when they got to the Tennessee. We're talking about what they <laughs> yeah. were at Tennessee, not what they were all time. Yeah, that's misunderstanding the question. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, which by the way, Tennessee Titans fans, this goes back to leader, leader mentor gate. They don't fucking know anything about words. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like th- this, this whole fan base is just fucking illiterate. <laughs> uh, I mean, they're just, it's like an, um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Damn it, Charlie, your literacy has fucked us again. And that's what I feel like is the Tennessee Titans fan base is just, is, they're just, uh, just that is ridiculous. So spot on. I, I don't, I don't really, I, I get what you're saying and I agree. Okay. So I, sorry, I got a little off track. I get what you're saying. And I agree, but we've seen the signs bust with the boys is an example. Now, on a football show this past Monday, which is now available on podcasts and on YouTube, wherever you want to go get your YouTube, Braden gave us a nugget. And that nugget said, this little nugget, he was out there at the the, the vaunted uh, field that shall not be named, and A.J. Brown was out there. And him, Teron, and another guy were kind of just chit-chat with A.J. Brown after practice. I guess he was still out there catching balls or whatever. And he was doing one-handed catches and Braden and them were like, you need to do that in a game this year. And this was last off season. You need to do that in a game this year. And he goes, yeah, but not, none of those Sunday games, only Monday nights and Thursday nights, primetime games. That's a guy who has made a conscious effort to say, I am not going to give my all my complete all my dominating all the 110% unless it's a primetime game. Which makes sense because those are, tend to be his best games, right? The playoff games, yeah. the the San Francisco game comes to mind. Those have been his best games. So he's saving his toolbox. He's saving tools in the toolbox because he wants to be shown on primetime, which all goes back to going to a big market team. And if he wanted to stay in a Nashville small market team, he was going to have to get paid more than he would take at a big market team. And that's what this shows. I plead again to Titans fans that listen to this show. Leave him the fuck alone. 
Who gives a shit if he's an idiot and doesn't know how weather percentages work? He's not our problem anymore. Quit making him your problem. Quit involving him in your life and your day-to-day stuff. He doesn't fucking matter. He's the most insecure, self-proclaimed alpha wide receiver I've ever seen. He is a delta male. I called him a gamma male on the football show. He's a delta male. He's actually below a gamma at this point because he's more you have there really he should have stayed in Tennessee because he's just as insecure as Titans fans. I don't know who's more insecure, but this is just a bottle of insecurity because he cannot get out of his own head and he cannot get off social media. So he's trying to find who he is in this world, what his place in this world via David 615-723-2592 on Twitter. That's whose opinion he cares about. Yeah. And that's, it really does. I, I, I round it back to um, exactly what you just said of, of leave, leave him alone and just move on because there's nothing good that's going to come of it. I mean, I, I, I say that it's like arguing semantics, even though what he said can be, you know, verified with facts and statistics, but you're starting to argue semantics now, if you're just going back and forth with this guy. AJ feels that he's correct. He felt that he made the correct decision and he's moved on. This is an entertainment product. Like there is plenty more for this team for you to do. There's plenty more in the NFL for you to seek out to get, get other entertainment. You're not going to prove yourself right. Don't sit around and, and try to root for this guy to do poorly or whatever. Literally just move on. Just forget about it. He's not a part of this team. He's not a part of your life anymore. Like stop following the guy on Instagram and see who he's hitting up now. Just the Titans fans who can't let this go are probably the same people who are pissed off that there's not another NFL football (laughs) video game, but they keep buying Madden and then they complain about Madden. Those are the same kind of people. Or they're the people who are still watching The Walking Dead for some fucking reason. (laughs) I mean, I mean, well, why? That 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 show once Rick was gone hit hit the fan. I mean, it was the worst show and it's still on. It's fine. I think it's finally off or something. I don't know, but why, why are you still watching that show? Why are you still talking to AJ Brown? Get a fucking life. I didn't, I didn't make it past season two. They left the farm and I left for good, <laughs> but okay. We're moving on. I'm not talking about AJ Brown anymore until he does that's what we say until, we'll be, until know, everybody fucking hey. makes a big deal out of nothing. Who gives I'm, a shit about AJ Brown? I'm keeping good this podcast God. to 30 minutes today. Right. Yeah. Okay. We'll lot. try. Yeah, we'll try. Um, so, you know, I, I'm sad to report that Derrick Henry is officially holding out from training camp. Oh, God, yes. I'm sorry. He just actually showed up like everyone in the world said that he was going to do with the exception of Jared Stillman. This is restraining order number two. Stop taking Stillman's opinions as some sort of fact or just giving in to his clickbait. I I try not to go after media members, but I'm just going to have to do it. Stop buying into it. You know, exactly what he wanted to do there was tweet that shit out, whether he knew he was wrong or not, whether he cared whether he's wrong or not. And what'd you get yesterday when Derrick Henry showed up? Everyone was tagging Jared Stillman. He made it a part of his show. He went, I mean, that's exactly what he wants. That's how clickbait media works. It's a revolving cycle, a circle of shit. And supposedly this last Friday, he had sources told, telling him that he was going to show up. So in between a couple of weeks ago where Vrabel's lost the locker room, the Titans can't keep any of their star players happy, and Derrick Henry's holding out, and Friday, miraculously, Derrick Henry 
who has bought a house in Dallas and apparently was going to uh, go to the Dallas Cowboys and leave Tennessee was um, miraculously has changed his mind. He, he stewed on it. He said, I fucking hate the Titans. And he's like, oh, no, I don't really hate the Titans anymore. And, and he's suddenly coming. And Stillman all yesterday, because I li- I choose to punish myself, I guess, but I at least I'm listening to something a little bit combative and interesting that keeps me interested in the radio product. But yesterday I was listening to it on my way home, and he kept touting the fact that his sources told him on Friday. Our sources told us on Friday this was going to happen. We knew this was going to happen. Just, I mean, the media doesn't have any accountability. I don't even know why we hold ourselves accountable on this podcast. We should just say whatever the fuck we want and then never acknowledge it ever again and just completely revamp the conversation. It's football and other fake words. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy and good for Derek being there. Um, You know, we, I don't know um, if you got a chance to listen to it, but we got 10 fucking questions about his workout regimen. It I was, was just going to ask, I was just going to ask what they asked him because I had a feeling it was probably going to be just about his workout videos, which again, we've been through this literally fucking was, I'm not even joking. They asked him, uh, how, what's your work? How many times a day do you work out? Do you ever feel like not working out? How do you handle that, those days? You don't feel like working out. Do you ever take a day off? Where did this, where did this desire, this uh, drive to work out come from? Those are the fucking questions we got after not hearing from Derrick Henry outside of a Walmart uh, protein powder ad. From not hearing from Derrick Henry since the Cincinnati Bengals lost, that is the majority of the, his time was spent talking about that frivolous bullshit. The media is no better than... Uh, now, I, I, I may I'm, let me backtrack. A lot of members of the media in this press conference were no different than David 615-278-3925 on Twitter. Because that's all the, they're, they're just Twitter users spouting off and asking questions that don't fucking matter when you could be asking questions that pertain to Hassan Haskins. And someone did ask one questions, but you know, when Derrick Henry came into the league, he had DeMarco Murray. What is he to Hassan Haskins? What can he take and show Hassan Haskins that maybe DeMarco Murray did or didn't do? You know, that there's something right there that you could talk about. But instead, you know, we got to figure out, you know, does he go on the zoo on his off days? Like, what does, what's your favorite animal, Derek? Why the hair choice? So they also asked him about the hair. What? So what's different? Well, he, doesn't have the, he doesn't have the rhino dick uh, hanging out the back of the helmet. He's just got full braids. You know, I, I guess my problem is, is that I, I'm going to make an unfair comparison here because the obvious scapegoat of the Bengals game, and rightfully so, is Ryan Tannehill. But Derrick Henry rushed for 62 yards, right? And someone did ask him, you know, how do you feel about that? And how do you feel coming back from energy? They asked him the good questions, but I mean, nine questions, Lebowski. I mean, it was just one after another. But I mean, I learned way too much about Derrick Henry. Well, I just, I don't know. I mean, if, if we're going to come in, you know, firing from the hip and asking Ryan Tannehill about mentorship and, you know, did you text the new quarterback the second he was drafted did you have a staff member running there and fucking form tackle his mother to get her out of the way so you could you know make sure he knew that you were on the phone to talk to him you just basically the ridiculousness that that the press and the fans and this whole conglomerate of shit wants to go after Ryan Tannehill about did you bring that same energy for the running back 
you know, how, how did you feel about your lackluster performance uh, against the Bengals? Uh, did it affect you personally? Did you have to get counseling? Um, are you mentoring any of the new running backs that are coming in? Look, I'm spouting off. I mean, I'm just, I'm being facetious. I don't exactly expect the press to ask this, but I'm with you. Like the only thing you can think to ask this man after being completely silent and rightfully so since the Bengals game is nine questions about his workout regiment. I mean, I'm sorry. Is there anything in someone's workout regiment that they're going to tell you that is even remotely inter- interesting? It's I mean, not, I, it's I didn't just, find any of it interesting. I haven't found anything interesting about workouts. I don't care. Like, okay, I will say this. Jeffrey Simmons coming in at 295, 295 pounds. That's pretty interesting. Do I care how he got there? No. Do I care why he's choosing it? Yes. What, what does that bring to the game? I don't care if he did the Ginny Craig diet. I don't care if he if all he did was hot yoga. It doesn't fucking matter to me. I want to know what the re- how it translates to results on the field. Why did you choose to be 295? Why you, did you choose not to have your hair look like a turd hanging out of the back of your helmet? Does not interest me. I do not care. We're very, we're very vulgar today. Very vulgar, very agitated. It is certainly the heat. Well, it's just, it's the heat, but it's also, this is, this is stuff that I feel like the media has just done such a disservice to the fan base. And I I feel like instead of bringing the fan base up, the media is going down into the sewers with the fan base. I feel like the opposite of what needs to be happening in the media fan relation or the media viewer reader slash relationship slash listener relationship, it they're coming down. They're like, they're lowering. I feel like the media is lowering their standards because they are now clickbait horse. That's what they want. They want is the it? clicks. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is that I, I, I don't know what I'm getting from the media anymore that, that we don't provide and we're not credentialed. Well, I guess, let me ask this. I, I'm just thinking this off the top of my head. So, I mean, we've long said that, you know, there are very few, and well, at least I shouldn't say we, I will say qualify with I have, have certainly said before that, you know, when you look at certain media members, you, you can look at the ones that you know are basically your tried and true journalists. I mean, a couple, the first two that come to my mind when I think about the Titans beat reporters, John Glennon, Paul Karski, right? They follow a very like specific journalistic way. And what I'm basically saying is like they're, going to ask questions. Sometimes they're tough. Sometimes they're shit that you think is ridiculous, but you get a good answer out of it sometimes. But the majority of media, specifically sports media has gone to clickbait stuff. So with that being said, if it's clickbait and you're putting it out there for fan aggregation and fan attention, is it the job of press to entertain us? I'm asking that seriously. I don't think it's the press's job to entertain us. I think it's the press's job to educate, to and maybe maybe entertain is the wrong word. And, and it's but, the, but now that I, I said it's the wrong but, word. But because I think because what I'm gonna say is I think that they should provoke. And sometimes provoking yeah. means you know a little bit of an entertaining topic, but they should provoke thought, provoke dialogue, provoke debate, not you know fall into this line where everybody is still is is going down downloading derrick henry's video putting it up and then you write an article analyzing it or you spend nine questions asking about his hit because that's not really important that that to me there's a lack of importance 
in some of the questions that are asked. And listen, if you don't have a question for Derrick Henry that's important, just treat him like you do Christian Fulton and Harold Landry and get him the fuck off the stage by not asking him any questions because that's what they do. You you watch Harold Landry get up there, and I've seen it for defenders, and Harold Landry's given some great answers. They had like five questions for him. And I saw it with Christian Fulton. I saw it with Amani Hooker, who apparently isn't important enough for Paul Kaharski to interview. And I, I see that. They just don't give a shit about the defenders even talking, even when they're giving you good answers. Now, Hassan Haskins, I can understand why they kind of rushed him off the stage because he wasn't given that great of answers. He really didn't want to probably be up there. But Harold Landry was like talking all kinds of cool stuff and nobody cared to ask him any good questions. <laughs> they're like, because oh, he even goes, is that it? Like he was perplexed right. that the, the interview was over. And that's what I'm getting at. And, and again, entertainment was the was the wrong word to use. But Well, no, I think there's, I think there's, I think entertainment I think you're right in we don't need the clown show, right? We don't need to be laughing and all this stuff 24-7, I guess, maybe. Maybe well, I'm misinterpreting. And, and no, and it's it, and you're you're dead on, and that's the point I was trying to get to is because I'm looking at it this way, right? That's a good example, what you just used with the Harold Landry interview. The man's already in front of you. It's not going to take you any less time to write your clickbait shit that you want to get out because I get it. Derrick Henry slash story is going to get you a hell of a lot more clicks than Harold Landry slash story, right? I get that. But does it not serve the same amount of time and purpose to ask a few more interesting questions or possibly do a little more research before you go into an interview with a Harold Landry who's going to be in front of you anyway? It's 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 press availability. They're right there in front of you. Ask the questions, file that shit away, and write that article whenever you feel like, or put it out on the same day that you're putting out your Derrick Henry workout clickbait. I, I don't know. It just... I'm getting into the the mud here, and I'm kind of losing. Well, they're my just train of they're thought, dumbing but, they're dumbing yeah themselves down to yeah. to come down and meet the <clears throat> the fan base instead of having the fan base come up and meet them. And I also don't want to I I, I want to back up and say this. And I don't know how I got off on this topic, but it, it bears me saying that this is not Derrick Henry's fault at all. I don't want to behoove the fact that I think I've just used behoove twice now in this podcast, but I, I don't want to, to negatively look at the fact that the man works his ass off. I find it impressive too. I do. I think it's a little weird that you all want to tweet videos about every single time it comes out. I think his work ethic is unbelievable. And, and I don't think that it's, inappropriate to ask about his workout regimen, but one person is enough. Let's move on. This is not Derrick Henry's fault. It's not any of the players fault that it gets asked this way. It's just, it's the state of NFL media. And it's just, it's, it's very pathetic. It, it's very bare bones and bare. It's, it's as shallow as a puddle it, and it's not entertaining. Oh, shallow. Yeah. That's a good description. Very shallow. It. You know, I've heard that there's a, a video game out there that, People are always mad about um, it's called Skyrim a company named Bethesda made it, but they said it's as wide as an ocean and as, and as deep as a puddle. And, and that's kind of what NFL media is, is that there is so much NFL media to consume, but it's all the same shit. I bet if you pull up the Dallas Cowboys presser today, there's probably who knows, probably got asked about the workout regiment. Probably got asked a bunch of the same recycled garbage that we heard out of multiple different NFL pressers today. So I don't know. I'm sorry I went off on that tangent. It just kind of so kind much of for keeping over. it 40 minutes, right? Uh, yeah, I'm doing a good job. As, um, as well, I, I did, I did throw in a couple of topics in that one topic. So I think we're 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 still okay. Well, let's talk about Big Jeff. Big Jeff and the bike. <laughs> so 
uh, Big Jeff was biking today. He didn't really do anything else. And when Mike Vrabel was asked about Big Jeff, what did he say? (laughs) Unavailable. Traylon Burks, unavailable. And uh, okay, they're unavailable. Uh, I I don't think that there's (laughs) anything really to gain from the Simmons thing because you wouldn't be seen on the bike. You typically in these contract negotiations, you probably, you know, get there, you go through the team portions and you need to head inside, right? Why would you be out on a bike if you were, if you were in contract negotiations in this fucking heat, when you have the choice to go inside, because Traylon Burks was inside, right? So, you know, Simmons on a bike, Simmons on a bike. And that's, that's, that's the analysis. Simmons on yeah, the bike. And that's why I wanted to start off the podcast of us just kind of bitching about the heat because, again, it's triple digit temperatures, but it's also the dew point is around 70, which means that the air is floating between 40 and 50% humidity. I mean, 50% humidity, that's, that's a lot on your lungs for an, a, a person who is in fantastic shape, for a person who is in poor shape. Which leads right into the next part. Burks not being out there is not a concern for me right now. Dude, if dude has any form of asthma, which has been confirmed, this asthma is terrible, terrible. They would be they would be signing his death warrant. They'd be basically saying, "Die on the field." (laughs) Because I don't have asthma. I have maybe slight allergies that really, but it is so hard to breathe out there. Could you imagine? when you have asthma and then you have to add in, you know, the helmet, the Jersey and all that stuff and going in and out running around. Fuck though. I don't blame them for not putting them out there, but also, you know, they could have done this inside, right? Like, why didn't you do this inside? You have this nice new uh, air conditioning facility on the inside. Go, go in there. Why are you, why are you trying to kill your players? You brought up a topic today that (laughs) it really made me laugh when I was at work of, why can't Ryan Daniel show up to his press conference on time? Is he and taking shits? Like, what does he do? Is he like, how- is he taking a shit and playing among us? And he's like, oh, wait, man, I'm an imposter. I can't leave this shit. I have to finish this level of among us. What? <laughs> so you said this is now two press conferences that he's two. arrived 10, 10 or more minutes late. Yeah, well, I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, they're playing that fucking music over and over and over, but I'm trying the to watch all the press conferences. Like blows your speakers out, by yeah, the way. And it says, you know, uh, stay tuned or whatever. And you're waiting and you're waiting. And I'm like, man, it's 10 minutes. I played a game of Halo while I'm waiting. And I'm like, I guess nobody's coming. And I exit out and then I refresh my feed and I see that Ryan Daniels on the presser, like not three minutes later. Like, and this is the second time this has happened. What is he doing? What is your theory on what he's doing? I, I do. I think he's taking a shit and he's just, he's just taking his time. It's like when you have kids and you know, you they're outside, they're out in the living room screaming and you're just like, fuck it. I'm just opening up my phone. I'm going to take a shit and I'll get, I'll get out when I get out. I think he's bullying Malik Willis. Uh, it's probably true. He hates Malik Willis. We've learned. So- yeah, I mean, he hates him. I, I think that there's this grand over overlying theory that, you know, he came out and said the right things, but, you know, he's actually chasing him around the locker room and beating him with wet towels or something. <laughs> I, I mean, I, it's they're probably having to go find him every time, and he's, like, got Malik cornered in, like, an equipment room just yelling in his face. <laughs> like, oh, my bad. I, I got to get back out there. Don't you, you know, just lunge. Brett lunge shows up. It's like, he's like, hey, according to my schedule, you're 10 minutes late. 
Yeah, he's just going after Malik for sure. That, that's what it is. And of course, I'm kidding. That's not what's happening. But it very well could just be that he just doesn't have any punctuality. He's just taking a dump. I, I mean, right? I mean, could, what what else is there? Because I don't I don't know what else they're doing because it happened, you know, at voluntary workouts or whatever, even before they start getting into like meetings and all that stuff. So what is he doing? Why is he just doing it because he's he hates them? Like when Vrabel trolls them, maybe he just doesn't like the meaning. He's like, well, I'm gonna make these motherfuckers wait. Maybe they'll leave. It could be. I mean, it, it very well could be because there doesn't seem to be any sort of unified parts of news that are provided to the press here locally. The only thing that the Titans seem to be unified on is just screwing around with them. So it very well could be it. It could just be Tannehill on his own deciding, you know what? I Fuck had it. to watch these, uh, yeah. these bitches. <laughs> I had to watch 45 days of my name getting drugged through the mud. He refuses to mentor this kid. He probably doesn't even call him. And it turned out to be bullshit. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's just, you know what? They could sit there for 10 minutes in 96 degrees in the shade <laughs> And just wait. <laughs> and listen, the shade doesn't even fucking help, really. No. I mean, it's just so sweaty. I mean, you're just getting you're just getting hit with sweaty, fat, shirtless men just rubbing their titties all over you. Your their man titties because it is it is unbearable. It's like walking into one of those Russian saunas. It's where there's it's, uh, bathhouses. It's just hot. You're just you're tra- with the shade and the sun. You're just trading one smaller oven for a larger open oven door. <laughs> it's all it is. Um, so was there anything else that came out today? I noticed that you had put in a note about, um, Ackerman talking about kick returners and fat Randy training. <laughs> yeah. So this isn't like uh, the training that Derek Henry does, but they specifically, I thought Craig Ackerman, Ackerman put out a great press conference today and, um, he talked about the money zone that they're working on the money zone with fat Randy and, that is the 40 to 49 yard line uh, field goal kicks into there. So that's good that they recognize that that is the money zone for them, that he needs to improve in that area. So that's only good that he's been working on that all offseason. It seems like if there's a sound focused game plan for the kicker. And for the first time, we actually have a kicker signed that's not in the kicker competition, really, right? right. <laughs> so it sounds like they can finally actually coach the kicker, which is nice. Uh, he talked about Trenton Cannon and really you know, went in all in on uh, a Trenton Cannon love fest. Uh, Trenton Cannon sucks. So I don't know what they've been watching, but you're talking about a guy that ranked, uh, I believe it was 30 or 32. Uh, no, is 22, 22nd in the NFL on uh, yards per kick return at 20.5. Chester Rogers was 20.1. So he's only 0.4 yards better on average than Chester Rogers. And we all hated Chester Rogers. Listen, this is like a, what Judge Judy said. Don't piss on my leg and tell me it's raining because that's what he's doing. He's trying to wrap this turd sandwich up and present it to you as a, a Wagyu beef burger. Because let me tell you something. Trent Cannon sucks. He's not a good kick returner. He even fumbles. He has a fumbling problem. Give me a break about fluffing up Trenton Cannon. He's not very good. I hope he does not make it. Now, listen. He can make the roster. I just don't want him to be a kick returner or punt returner. Let him be the gunner because they also talked about him being a gunner. Let him be a gunner if you want. But let me tell you something. He's not very good. <laughs> what I was surprised 
about was how much when they were talking about uh, punt returners, they mentioned Mason Kinsey, Kyle Phillips, and Amani Hooker. They put Amani Hooker in there as a guy that may just need to be he's he's an emergency punt returner. You just go out there and catch the punt if we don't have if we have someone injured. Don't move. Don't go anywhere. They specifically had Kyle Phillips is the only guy that is doing both punt return duties and kick return duties. And they talked about Kyle Phillips and uh, UCLA uh, and how he gets vertical. And that's the thing that they want. They don't want a guy that's going to, you know, kind of try to do that little juking move where they kind of like try to, you know, confuse the player. They want a guy that's going to catch it, get vertical and get up the field for as fast as they can. So they talked a lot about Kyle Phillips being able to do that. I think that's why he's doing, he's the only guy to do both kick returner and punt returner. Speaking of Mason Kinsey, if I have to hear one more fucking question about what Mason Kinsey has to do to make it the team, we're going to get the same answer. They've asked now Todd Downing two weeks in a row. What does Mason Kinsey have to do to make the team? Did you not learn from last week? Do you think it suddenly changed that consistency and being more comfortable in the offense was going to be a different answer? That maybe that Todd Downing was going to say, well, Mason Kinsey has to, you know, uh, stab about three other people in the lungs to make the team. <laughs> like, give me a break with Mason Kinsey, guys. I mean, the fucking media drove me nuts today. Um, Reggie Roberson was a guy that they also talked about as a surprise. He, you haven't really heard a lot about him, the undrafted free agent rookie, but they really liked what he's shown in special teams. So, It'll be interesting to see. I thought that was really, really good stuff today. Uh, Vrabel also kind of has been continued his glowing praise of Des Fitzpatrick, which has me scared because then am I, am I now, I'm now on uh, a high alert that I may be wrong about Des Fitzpatrick. <laughs> so, so it's got me very concerned that Des Fitzpatrick may turn out to be something. So uh, really rooting against that. And then Chigo Konkwu, uh, put on a show today, got three touchdowns in the final seven on sevens today. And man, and he says all the right answers and he's going to tight end university. Look for, um, they, they, you know, where they do those little media scrums around the player outside. They did one around Chig and I, I think PK got one and maybe Jim White got a different clip, but there's two clips of, it. I encourage all the listeners to go and see the clips of Chig talking about his day to day, talking about how he's improved and also talking about tight end university. This guy's a baller. I'm telling Hell you. Hell yes. Love it. Uh, final thoughts about the Titans before I move on to other things. Uh, I'm ready for the sweet release of silence between now and training camp. Yeah. Uh, I'm ready to embrace the darkness. I, You are going out on vacation July 1st through July 9th. We will yeah. miss a podcast in between that. We may miss two podcasts, and you may just <laughs> have to deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, people, we may take a couple of weeks <laughs> off. I mean, that's just all there is to it. Um, the, the big thing is, the big concern now that minicamp's over, heading into training camp, what does Traylon Burks do on his own when he's not supervised to get in shape? That's, that's it. That's the only thing I'm concerned about. Let me throw this at you, because I read this right before we went on, and I, I just wanted to get your live um, reaction to this. Oh, God. Uh, the Qatar World Cup, it's going to be this November, which has had massive, legitimate concern and questionable antics. I mean, it, this is not a country known for any sort, sort or form of human rights. Um, they Qatar has said that they are going to pitch 
quote, 1,000 Bedouin-style tents in the desert for World Cup fans to use, okay? Now, a Bedouin tent is basically a very big, overly large tent. Sometimes they do have multiple rooms in them. It's it's a traditional tent for the area. Let me just get the first out of the way. Can you think of anything more miserable than camping in the desert? (laughs) I may be camping out in this seat. (laughs) But let me throw this piece out there. Qatar has fewer than 30,000 hotel rooms, according to the most recent estimates by Qatar Tourism, and 80% of those rooms are currently allocated to guests of FIFA. That means 24,000 rooms are given to, I don't know, whoever FIFA is flying in there, special interest groups, whatever. So is that 6,000 hotel rooms left for all these people flying in for the World Cup? I mean... Well, how did they get a World Cup with this kind of uh, deal? Because I feel like you were supposed to have a certain amount of, you know, rooms available for people that are coming to visit your city for the to get even get a World Cup. We have smart listeners. We have a lot of listeners who are dual fans of soccer and all that. They could probably answer this better than I can, but. I made a comment a few weeks ago about F1 being a, a pretty gross and somewhat corrupt organization. FIFA might be the absolute worst. Sepp Blatter, who led the led FIFA for a long time, is actually currently on trial for something. He's trying to weasel his way out of charges that are levied against him. Uh, FIFA is a highly, very corrupt organization, so it does not surprise me that the right, right people with money greased the right palms and that they landed this, but I just, that's what blew me away. Qatar is now saying that they're basically going to build these tents because they don't have enough hotel rooms. I mean, just what a fucking disaster. What a disaster. Oh my God. Absolute disaster. Um, It's time for Formula One and other F words. And for those who listen for this segment, I'm going to highly disappoint you because about the only thing I have to tell you is there's a race in Canada this week. I don't know much about it. I I don't know why every time this one comes across, I I have um, trouble remembering the Canada race, but it's the AWS Grand Prix in Canada. Um, I I really kind of just want to go into that. Just when you think that Mercedes kind of has it figured it out for Hamilton, Hamilton goes to get out of his car at the end of the Baku Grand Prix. And the man just looked like he could barely walk. And I really did feel terrible for him. Yeah, it's it's rough. I mean, Mercedes, they still don't know. They're just like, well, we're just have to work through this uh, porpoising thing and all this stuff. And I mean, it's all screwed up. I mean, at this point, it's like it's it's Red Bull and everybody else now. I mean, Ferraris having issues, their engines all like in, not in just their cars, but in other cars gate blew yeah. up this past weekend. So uh, I know I think I think Nobles is on for one p for the because it's a one p.m. race. So you know, bring your papas to Nobles. <laughs> and uh, have a good little Father's Day if you if you, if you are so inclined. I'm assuming V Love's father will be there. It should be good. And, and the race is at I believe one o'clock um, yeah. Central this weekend. So a uh, good time for that. I probably will not be there. Unfortunately, I'd already committed to cook for the family, so I will I will be doing that. Um, which I'm starting to regret because grilling and hundred degree weather, I'm probably going to be bringing him a tray of barbecue and not cook. No, there's, I was supposed to, uh, speaking of Vince, uh, he said, expect at least five, give me a fucking break. So I don't know if I gave out any, but just in case, give me a fucking break on AJ Brown. Give me a fucking break on Derrick Henry's, uh, workout regimen. Give me a fucking break that Gerald Stillman has legitimate sources that really know what they're talking about. 
give me a fucking break on where are we at we're, through our thing uh not appreciating defensive players being in front of you and asking good questions give me a fucking break on dumbing down your content so you can appeal to the lowest common denominator in the fan base with that, that five? with that I, I, I don't think there's anything else to say this has been a very heated <laughs> podcast i hope you stay out of the heat it's football and other efforts thank you for tuning in as always please rate review subscribe tell people that you listen to us and uh tell them where you can find us so that's all I got. You've just been out. A Broadway Sports Media Production.